Hi, I'm Varun Haran. I'm senior editor with Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking today with Rohit Gupta, who's Group Vice President, Cloud Security Products at Oracle Corporation. Rohit is going to be speaking a bit about CASBs, the CASB market and the traction that it's gained in the past year, where it's headed, and some of the evolutionary challenges that practitioners can expect to face. Rohit will also be sharing insights and recommendations from his experience in this space. What we could talk about a bit is how you know CASB is doing right now. Sure. Uh, 2018 was supposed to be the year that CASB is really you know reached the peak of adoption. Sure. From where it started, where yeah. it is now yeah. in terms of maturity. So you know, look, um, the CASB market is metaphorically speaking on fire, as they say, which is great. I mean, it, it just is a reflection of the fact that the security you know uh, for cloud agenda is getting stronger and stronger. Cloud and SaaS adoption is happening at you know just absolutely classic acceleration rates. Right. People, thank you. Don't want to be in the data center business anymore so they're moving more and more workloads into the cloud you're seeing adoption of infrastructure as a service being really strong you're seeing software as a service being historically strong and so the CASB agenda plays very well into that now in my mind I don't know if, if it's 2017 2018 2019 is the year of you know where it hits its you know zenith if you will but if I look at just market momentum and market adoption where CASB is you know fast becoming what I call every CISO every security function that we talk and we asked them like what are your top 10 funded projects for the year like what when you set up your annual security budgets what are your you know what are the security projects that go into it CASB these days is almost always in that top um, I'd say that it's probably top 5 but it's almost always in the top 10 and you know in, in a few companies where it hasn't cracked that top 10 it's in that what's known as innovation bucket so the innovation bucket is what security teams typically use for like hey look we need to investigate new emerging technologies right. now what we have seen uh, Varun I think uh, what is interesting is uh, the early days of CASB as you probably are aware essentially started off primarily with companies just wanting to know what their users are doing in the cloud sure. it started off with shadow IT discovery you, know, you, are, you and I are in a meeting you know I'm taking notes on something like Evernote Evernote is not a formally sanctioned IT app but I use it because hey it works on my iPad it's a really slick UI it's incredibly convenient for me guess what every device I go to it just syncs automatically um, the flip side of it is me as an employee I don't think about the security aspects. No, we don't think about all of that. So the early days of CASB was around essentially helping customers detect shadow usage of applications and then what kind of sensitive data is going there, who are the users, you know, what kind of risks does that bring in. But over the course of the last couple of years, there's been this dramatic shift where customers now in addition to that shadow discovery, shadow IT discovery, they want full-fledged end-to-end sanctioned cloud monitoring, which is, hey look, I'm spending tens of millions of dollars a year on these mission-critical cloud applications. Sure. Guess what? I want to know what's going on in there. What are my users doing in there? Which data is leaving those cloud applications? And the concept of data also has changed. And in the early days of data was, hey, you know, structured data which could be in a database or unstructured data which could be in a file system. Well, now the concept of data has evolved. It's about source code that might be in like something like GitHub. Right? It could be, um, you know, machine images like Amazon AMIs. You know, it could be media files, right? I mean, it could be, you know, large-scale service providers that have content in terms of media. So the ability to essentially put controls around all sets of data so that sensitive content doesn't get exfiltrated, doesn't go into the wrong hands, in my mind, I think is the other aspect of CASB, which has dramatically accelerated the need for an enterprise to essentially implement the CASB. And the cloud agenda is happening so fast, so rapidly that CASB as a control point as that cloud adoption takes place has become, pretty much has become the de facto or one of the de facto approaches of getting 
that control or getting that house in order. So CASB is now moved beyond just discovering shadow IT and things like that and gone on to the full spectrum of all you know, security policy enforcement in the cloud. Right? Absolutely. Uh, so what would you say is uh, the kind of maturity it has now vis-a-vis -vis when it started out in the market? Yeah. So I think the maturity continues to grow every year. I would still say that it is still relatively nascent in the macro scheme of things. You know, um, I think the Gartner Group had provided you know some color with a statement saying that by the year you know 2020 or 20. 21, I think 2020, that 90% uh, of organizations will be using a CASB up from 5% in 2016 or 2015. So I still think we are in the early stages of that ramp up. That being said, what we are definitely seeing is for customers that are essentially implementing cloud access security brokers, CASBs, um, there is still a level of what I call maturity that is, that is still evolving around best practices, depending on the type of cloud application that they're trying to secure. So think about if you're, a, if you're an enterprise that has got SaaS applications, mm -hmm. there are a certain set of security practices for SaaS apps. On the other hand, if you're using you know, infrastructure as a service, the requirements are that much more. The reason for that is because in infrastructure as a service, your responsibility as a consumer of that IaaS service is higher. Right? So if you're familiar with this shared security responsibility model, you know the amount of coverage that you as a company have to do when you essentially do IaaS is much higher than when you do SaaS. Okay. And so what that means is CASB, depending on, depending on that, you're, you're Usage of CASB also can be different. Can be, you know, will be, will be, will be flexed appropriately. Um, in my mind, I think what we see here is customers still are evolving in that maturity model. As a result, they certainly look to partner with organizations that can help them with the best prices. So, you know, just as a follow-up to that, yeah. so you're saying that right now the challenge is that customers don't really have the know-how or the best practices available. They're still evolving. They're, they're still, still evolving. Yeah. Have CASBs themselves uh, kind of scaled to the level where they're able to provide all the integrations required seamlessly? Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. From my vantage point, the way I see it is CASBs, you know, it started off in the early days with Shadow ID Discovery, mm -hmm. right? Uh, about two years ago, the concept of multi-mode CASBs essentially started becoming very important or relevant from an architectural standpoint. Mm -hmm. The two modes of CASB deployments are API-driven CASBs and proxy-driven CASBs as you're aware. Exactly. So customers started, you know, assessing what is the best approach, which architectural approach offers the highest, you know, outcome. Um, meaning if I want to truly do preventative controls and I want to have an enforcement point that's in line, I want a proxy. On the other hand, if I want the best performance, the least invasive end-user experience, I want a APIs. And generally the answer is a, is a hybrid. It's a mix of both. Our approach on this has been the fact that, you know, where we can use APIs, leverage APIs because they offer the best performance, the best end user experience, the highest security with the least impediment, if you will, to what end users do. And then for data centric operations, meaning, hey, there is sensitive content being shared or information that is being exfiltrated, potentially being exfiltrated. That's where you essentially have the opportunity to use a proxy, a real-time proxy architecture. And so that's the approach that we've taken. Uh, I would say that uh, back to the maturity question, now if I tie it back, I would say that most customers typically are starting with an API first approach. Um, what they're finding is that the top 20 cloud providers have more of a richness of APIs and as a result, they're able to take advantage of them. The long tail of SaaS applications out there are the ones where the APIs are not as consistent, are not as rich. And so that's where it's a bit of a look, how can we work with the cloud provider to essentially, you know, get them to educate them to improve their API support and things of that ilk. And in some cases where that is not practical, you have to essentially put an inline gateway or an inline proxy, either a reverse proxy architecture or something akin. So that's what we typically see. API first is generally what customers prefer. That's the recommendation that we are seeing most 
customers start with. Uh, and then, and then of course, our approach is to customers is use the proxy for data centric operations because that is where you are able to essentially prevent sensitive content from going out or malware from going into your file share and things like that. So that was going to be my next question, you know, because there's this whole debate around API versus proxy based, CAS based. Yeah. So which one has come out on top? But what I understand from what you're saying is it's contextual depending on. So it's exactly right. right? That's exactly right. Yeah. I, I, I'd say that I think I think there is a there is a strong leaning, a preference towards the API centric approach. Okay. I think every CASB provider will tell you that the API centric approach is you know something that is very attractive for a variety of different reasons. But the ability to contextually allow for enforcement, preventative real time enforcement, um, you know, and these days by the way you can also do real time prevention without being in line. There are other ways by which you can do that. So that is innovation that we are bringing to the table. But to me it is one of these where um, what what we generally see customers adopting is an approach where they start off like phase one of their project is you know it's either shadow ID discovery or let me use the API model right away because it's least invasive end users don't get impacted right? they don't have to go make changes to browser settings and things of that nature right off the get go they continue doing what they are and the apps are being monitored um, and then slowly you're like alright you know what now I want to start putting some of these specific contextual inline controls for hey if somebody is uploading let's say it's an upload process for data into making it a Dropbox or Box a file share system out there SharePoint online well that those sorts of use cases I'm going to essentially route traffic to my proxy do you see at any point CASB is becoming a de facto requirement when you go to the cloud in my mind you know it is it is fast getting there today this is the reason I, I used the, the example earlier basically saying that if I looked at kind of the top 10 projects that customers have you know that are budgeted for CASB is showing up there and that's a function of the fact that cloud adoption is happening and if cloud adoption didn't happen CASB wouldn't happen and so the cloud adoption is I think uh, in my mind the leading indicator and as that continues to grow nobody wants I mean very few people want to be in the data center business these days very few people you know they most companies have like a SaaS first approach they're like look let me see what SaaS options are there and then I'll go figure out if I want to go with that or I want to go to an alternative yeah. so with those sorts of sentiments in terms of traditional IT being out there in the marketplace I fully expect CASB to essentially support that Okay. You've been in this CASB arena sure. for sure. a while now. Sure. So when you go out and meet your customers, your constituents, what are some of the most common challenges you see they face when they try to adopt CASB? Yeah. And maybe what are some recommendations? Yeah. Sure. yeah. So look, I mean, I, I would say that uh, I would bottle the challenges into the, the top two areas where there are questions is, um, you know, we don't, you know, there's, there's, there is very often, if you will, a lack of, uh, you know, expertise in, in being able to get a homogenous policy template across the different cloud layers. So people that are like, hey, look, I want to use CASB to monitor my SaaS applications. They start building a level of intelligence around that. Now suddenly you introduce IaaS into the mix and they're like, well, hang on a second. All of a sudden now I'm dealing with compute and storage and load balancers and such, not just the applications. So how do I essentially create this common you know, policy template across the two? So that's a, I call it a, a, a very specific, you know, tactical item that, you know, many of the customers you know, that we talk to typically run into. That's one. I'd say the other more macro level sentiment that we generally hear is the lack of best practices, which is, uh, okay, I have got, these are my top five cloud providers. I'm implementing CASB to monitor them. What are the critical security indicators? What are the key success indicators? How 
how should I look at success and you know to ensure that I'm fully operational what should my SOC leverage if you will as part of best practices for responding to incidents that CASB detects things of that nature so that is still an absolutely evolving area and uh, I mean for us again to the question of like what do we do to recommend you know in that specific case we offer runbooks right part of what we do is we offer a CASB SOC runbook and we offer them for the respective cloud application so if you are a consumer of, or you're an enterprise as a consumer as in you're an enterprise consuming salesforce.com or office 365 or ServiceNow we would give you a SOC runbook for that managed you know that is that essentially gives you you know very very granular specifics around security incidents that could show up in that particular application world and then what to do about it what will the CASB do and then what are your responsibilities that empowers the security team that much more because let's be honest the security teams they are security experts but they may not be the apps experts okay. and so now trying to bridge those worlds together becomes that much more challenging so that's an example of the kinds of things we do now of course it is con absolutely contingent upon us to continue to keep this knowledge transfer up it's not a one-time thing where you do it once and you're done because the application provider comes up with new versions they come up with new functionality things of that nature and we've got to keep on top of that on an ongoing basis that is part and parcel of what is our responsibility as a, as a provider in this space. Okay. so essentially what you've said is uh, best practices uh, visibility mm -hmm. uh, scaling yeah. it up yeah. right and you know, like you said the run book approach which yeah. is you, know, you apply those best practices yeah. so do you think there is a there is uh, an opportunity here to have an app you know as a service model for CASBs so number one most CASBs are delivered including ours are delivered as a service yeah. right uh, now clearly there's an opportunity to take it one step further which is not just deliver it as a SaaS service but deliver no, it as a managed, managed service, service. Yeah. Yeah. so that's where I was going right and so we are, we are starting to see that we have several managed services partners that we are now working with that basically are looking to establish their competencies where what they are essentially saying is look we outsource socks today for customers customers basically contract with us and they come in and say hey look FYI we want you to take over our sock so as part of the sock you know you know you're managing the sim you're managing like other tools in the sock can become just yet another tool in the sock so we are we're absolutely seeing that so there are multiple you know conversations we have live customers today you know it's in the early stages but we have live customers today that are live with our casby where they where it's where the entire security function is outsourced to a third party mssp and the mssp among other things is managing the oracle casby as well um, i expect that to grow because i mean just by you know virtue of what an mssp does in the security space I mean, their traditional perimeter business is eroding. And as more and more workloads go to the cloud, the need to go in and manage networks and classical NGFWs, I mean, that reduces. So the opportunities to essentially for the MSSPs is how do I essentially offset that? How do I account for that, you know, that drop off in the traditional, you know, perimeter centric technologies is things like cloud security. And so can this play a role? That was Rohit Gupta, Group Vice President for Cloud Security Products at Oracle Corporation. For ISMG, this is Varun Haran. Thanks for listening.